This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is 5 o'clock. It is time for the David Force Show, which you can hear here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. How are you? It's been a while. It has. It has. I got my uh, afternoon caffeine. I'm a little... Are you ready to rock? Little, I'm a little worn out, so I need a pick-me-up. You got that little punch, and it gets you going in through the night? It does. The uh, The manager ran me ragged on the pickleball court early this morning, so I, I need a little, a little pick-me-up right now. You've been busy. You've been traveling a lot. So <laughs> where have you been, and what have you been doing? I, I haven't traveled a ton. I, did, I was in Boston with the team, which was... Which was nice. Took the family back there, but uh, I've been out. I, I did go see some of the, the college games towards the end, and um, yeah, just keeping track of everybody. So, is is it weird that like years ago it's the June amateur draft, yeah. and now it's like end of July? You let the college world series play out when before, even going back to the very first ever pick, Rick Monday by the Kansas City Athletics was picked during. A state playing at the College World Series is that weird for you? Have you guys it adjusted? Is. It's hard to get used to. No, I mean I don't think it's going to change. So we do need to get used to it. This, the July timing now. I know you know the people at Major League Baseball like to line it up with the All Star Game and market it and make a big deal. And and it was great last year. They they filled a theater. It was really nice. It just it's tough on our schedule. The you know most of the amateur stuff will have been over for you know the better part of six weeks. Um, our scouts are, you know, they, they're out there looking for something to do right now. And then it's hard when you don't get the kids in your system until the end of July and they miss kind of that, that extended summer program. But it is what it is. Um, you know, it gives us more time to prepare. It gives us more time to overthink things, I'm sure, and, <laughs> and, and read those mock drafts and things are uh, – Things are cha- yeah. things are changing. Do you guys have a mascot here? Is that what we're looking at? We have a baby kitten that's been hanging around the Ace Cast live set on oh, the field geez. here. We got the lucky kitten. <laughs> we're talking. I hope, I hope it's got runs in it. So, um, but no, like we'll yeah we'll read those mock drafts. We'll you know Eric and I will text ten times a day about different players and you know overthink every decision. But at some point we'll finally get to July. Uh, what is it? Seventeenth, and, and we'll get to make some picks. When you started hearing about players not participating in games, mm-hmm. whether it be at the high school level, I'm sure at the college level it's coming. We saw that in football, right? We For started sure. seeing guys backing out of bowl games. You're like, you did all of this to play in this bowl game, and now you're not going to play? You like that? You worried about that? What do you think about for the future? I'm a little worried about it. I mean, we've we've really only seen sort of isolated cases. There's a high school pitcher in Florida this year who kind of ended his season early um, in order to, quote, prepare for the draft. We, we haven't seen it too much. I don't know that we've seen it at all in college. But obviously football, it's become a thing, and uh, there's no doubt it will start being more prevalent in our game. There's such an emphasis put on the draft and on being healthy for the draft. And you've seen the impact it has on players who don't get to the draft healthy. 
you know, it's it's only natural that guys and, and their representatives or agents are going to start, you know, kind of making concessions to make sure that happens. I've known you for a long time, and the one thing that I do know is you hate losing. Mm-hmm. You absolutely hate it. And the one thing that – and I talked about this either last night or the night before on the A's Clubhouse show is that it's just not your DNA – and you don't like this, oh, we got a ton of time. You never feel like that. So just tell the fans how you're not enjoying how this season goes. No, I, I said I did. I talked to Matt Kawahara from the Chronicle last week when I when I was in Boston, and um, I think the, the quote was, it's it's frustrating to watch this. And, and you know, that I'm not sure that totally sums it up. It's just, it, yeah, I, I empathize with the fans who also want to see a winner out there. And, and look, everybody is is working their butts off that is the one thing I'm, I'm confident of whether it's mark and his staff whether it's the 26 guys who are here at any given time there's a lot of work going into it the, the fact is we've run into some teams that are more talented than we are and that's that's frustrating and it's frustrating not to be able to do anything to get over that hump and um and yeah and like you said uh, no one enjoys losing consistently i, I will say like the wins have been great. Like you win a game on a getaway day against Boston and it sort of changes your perception of the whole trip. And you, you know, you come out here and you, you know, you get a win uh, on a home game when there's a good crowd here for Father's Day and, and it's fun. And, and you, it gives you that incentive. You know what you're, you're trying for, but we just haven't gotten there enough. We know that building the roster was not easy because of the lockout and it was kind of rushed. You got the, the team for the first part of the season. How much should we expect changes now coming as we we're into June, about to July, seeing some younger guys? What should we expect? It's a good question. Um, I mean, we've made look, we've made some changes already. Obviously, you know, Jonah's here, came up when we were uh, on the road. Nick is here. You know, both guys in the lineup last night and tonight. And I think. You know, I think there will be more changes. I mean, guys have to earn their way here. We're not just going to throw guys out on a big league field to evaluate them if they're not ready and if they if they haven't put in the work and performed at AAA. So there, are, I know there are some other guys at AAA that a lot of fans are saying, "Hey, why isn't so and so here? What's you know, what's the harm in bringing guy here to 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 see if we're not going to win every night anyways?" You, guys have to be ready to get here and and look there are really good examples of players who've gone up and down and up and down uh and still you know gone on to have a lot of success i mean matt olson is the first one that always comes to mind for me who you know rode rode the uh i think at that point it was nashville the the nashville nashville yeah. to oakland <laughs> shuttle five or six times that season you know it's i think it's the memorial jerry blevins shuttle based on on his year here but you know, ideally, you don't want guys going back and forth. You want them to be ready. You want them to have proven everything they have to a AAA. So, I, you know, to answer your question, I think there will be more guys we work into the mix here. Um, but we want to do it, you know, we want to do it re- responsibly, sort of methodically. You know, everybody, everybody talks about Nashville is the new party place. You know, all the... All the different parties that are going there, bachelorette, bachelor parties. <laughs> Matt Olson may be the only guy going, I hate Nashville. Yeah, I never want to go back there he again. He couldn't wait to get <laughs> out of there. So. No, it's. I enjoyed going there when our team was there. It was a good time. That ballpark's close to downtown, so I understand the parties. But, yeah, if you're a AAA player there, Nashville's the worst place in the world. What is the key when you evaluate – and I don't even know if there is, but if – you know, what is the key when you're evaluating these young guys – down in AAA, they're not so young anymore, yeah. is he is ready, yes, let's give him a shot, versus saying, not nah, more seasoning. There's not 
you know, there's not one thing you can point to, you know, pitchers or position players. I think it's important, you know, that Cots and Emo are in touch with, with Fran Reardon, our manager down in Vegas, to get a sense of how a guy's how a guy's playing, how he's you know, how his confidence is and, and performing. I mean we we can see you know, we can see all the metrics, particularly now they've got StatCast in all the AAA ballparks. So we can see the same numbers we see here in terms of, you know, if if a guy is, is hitting the ball hard but not getting hits or if a pitcher's ERA is high but he's giving up, you know, he's not giving up hard contact. You can see all that stuff. Again, it's, it's sort of a feel thing for making sure a guy – sort of stays afloat here and doesn't doesn't quote drown in the big leagues because you don't want you know you don't want guys going through that if they don't have to you don't want them going back because they didn't succeed here you know you want them to at least stay above above water when they're here and then progressively get better we kept hearing jonah bride shows up you're gonna love him the more you watch him you're gonna love him just wait just watch and the more I watch, and I know even though he comes in a little bit, I just I keep seeing hits. And last night, I couldn't get enough of that 13-pitch at bat. I know he grounded out the first. Yeah. But he gets that count, and it gets 3-2, and it's and then those last three that he fouls off, and that I'm like, 13-pitch, wore out Marco Gonzalez. That wore him out. And I just thought, that's a grinder. That's a kid who's two for two, third at bat, not giving up an at bat. I mean, I love that mentality. Yeah, and and those are some of like the the sort of unmeasurable or immeasurables that you look at with bringing guys up. And and look, Jonah's gonna, he's he's off to a good start. He's got his hits. He's gonna struggle. I mean, young players do. He's gonna go through an O for fifteen at some point. But the things that that you have already noticed about him are the the quality of at bats, the lack of swing and miss. He went into Fenway Park. He wasn't scared at all. You know, whatever it was this third or fourth inning out there he took 105 off the chest broke at, the chain at, at third did it <laughs> yeah broke i didn't his hear chain, that yeah but but those are things and and cots mentioned it to me immediately he said hey any guy who comes in here takes those at bats takes that ball off the chest like i want to put him back in the lineup i want that guy to succeed and to keep going out there and grinding like you said and and you do you see things like the 13 pitch at bat you see him getting his hits and busting his butt and and working hard in early work so these are some of the things that you look at aside from just the fact you know that he's hitting you know 360 whatever in triple a to, to make the decision to bring him here so mark Kotze is so competitive I told you, you ran me off the, the, court, the court this morning. I had no chance. Straight sets in pickleball. So it, 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 when you're going through a tough time, how much do you have to kind of talk? I don't want to say talk him off the ledge, but, yeah. I mean, because you've been doing this for so long. This is his first year. He's grinding to win every game like he should. That's his job. But, yeah. like, how much do you have to kind of help him out? We spend a lot of time talking, nights after games, mornings after games. Uh, we do talk a lot and, and try and, you know, focus on on the positives, on the progress, on, on what was good, what we can take into the next day. You know, you know, I you don't want to focus just on the loss every you know every time it happens because it's not productive. As we get the tractors rolling by here, um, it's not productive just to think about the loss and what went wrong and what we could have done differently um, because it's going to happen. Like we know that even even in the best of seasons, you're going to lose 60 times, and you don't want to you don't want to harp on it. You don't as a manager, you don't want to sit there and second guess yourself and rethink. So we've talked a lot and trying to focus on again what what positives can we take away, what can we learn, what can you impart to the players that that they did well that that's going to help us win the next night. So we we do have a lot of conversations. How'd you feel about going back to 13 pitchers? 
you know, we were there when we got to Atlanta. Like when we brought up uh, Davidson, we got there. It's it's fine. It's just sort of the the reality. We've managed it with eight pitchers in the bullpen for however many years now. I think nine was a little bit of a luxury, but we'll be fine. Emo and Emo and Cots have done a really good job with the pen this year. Is it just weird how some people just freak out over like? certain they like they just have a hard time getting their arms i think it's just a mindset like we we talk a lot here about things you can and cannot control like hey if that's the rule let's figure it out let's not worry about whether it's a good rule or not a good rule and what do you think we should do long term about position players pitching because now it's getting to be a lot it is i've yeah i've seen some of the chatter out there and worried about it I don't know. I mean, look, we we like to have the flexibility to do it in a blowout game because you're playing for the next day and don't want to use an arm. Um, and there are position players who can do it and and be somewhat respectable. But ultimately, yeah, there's a chance that it gets a little out of hand and and you know you run into some ugly looking innings. So I, I don't know what the answer is. But I know I know we're doing our best to to maintain our chance to win the next day by saving some bullpen arms. Um, but my guess is at some point MLB steps in on that one too. You have your own Shohei Otani in Bethancourt, for God's <laughs> sake. Uh, he's actually been one of the great stories. For sure. And I just started noticing the way he keeps his hands in, driving the ball to right center, really saw it in Cleveland. Yeah. Ball going over the wall, ball off the wall. I mean, he can pull it, but just to watch him drive the ball the other way, just, you know, what did you think when you got him and what are you seeing with him now? I think Christian's a really good story about, you know, about a positive to take away or about progress to make in season. Like he clearly worked with Tommy, with Crony, made an adjustment with his hands and his approach. He talked about getting the ball a little bit more out front to drive it. I mean, we saw we saw the high exit velos in spring training and we saw them early in the season. You think this this guy only has seven or eight big league homers. Like, how is that possible considering the way the ball comes off his bat? So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a thing that happens over the course of the season. You make adjustments. You work in the cage. I mean, fans don't get to see how much time these guys spend in the cage early before games, even after games. And, and for Bethancourt to make that adjustment and then see the results like we did on that road trip is, you know, that's that's what you're hoping to see out of over the course of a season. And – Super athletic behind the dish, yeah. and just kind of like the modern-day player really has to be a guy that can play multiple spots because you only sure. have so many guys on the bench. Yeah, no, we need that flexibility, and, and you saw, you know, you see it sort of everywhere. Like Jonah comes up, he can play third and second. He's played a handful of games in left field. Nick comes up, can play both positions in the middle. I mean, you, there are so few guys now who you just say, like, hey, here's your spot. You've, you've got it. You're the everyday guy there everybody's got to be able to move around and, and we've seen it for years and years with chi uh with pinder and, and then canna before him so it's uh for bethencourt to be able to to play first to be sort of a third catcher on the roster you know between him and vote they can both back up murph so it's really valuable to cots to have those guys so we're about to get into july which leads us to the trading deadline mm -hmm. which means you're always going to be players yep this time you're going to be a player with people calling about Maybe the guy going tonight in Blackburn. We got Frankie Montas. I know you can't talk about calls, but where are we on that cycles? Is it now starting to – are the conversations starting? Is the, is the groundwork starting to be laid? Yeah, the, the conversations are starting. They have been for even a couple weeks now, and that's, that's pretty typical. You know, we started out talking about the timing of the draft. That has sort of disrupted the, 
the usual flow of the season where July is all about the trade deadline. So because the draft is where it is, you know, it interrupts that. You know, you spend a week and a half just in that draft room focused. It makes it a little harder to have the, the trade conversations. But they're starting now. Um, you know, everybody likes to say, hey, let's, get, let's do something early. Let's make a trade early. We're not waiting for the deadline. But then nobody wants to give up something that they feel like they don't have to unless there's a deadline pressing them. So, you know, we know how this game works, whether it's arbitration, the trade deadline, the CBA, like – the deadline is ultimately what what helps things get done. So I imagine there'll be a lot of talk for the next five weeks, and then there'll be a, a run up the last week to that that deadline, which is I, a couple of days late now. It's it's back into August now this year, so uh, we'll have a couple extra days to play around. I always say on this show, I want to get a couple desperate GMs pitting each, <laughs> pitting you against each other and guys that need players. I mean, that's a, that's yeah. the. You're a poker player. Right. It's deal-making 101. You get two parties who, you know, need to outbid each other, and that's how you create the best market, If ultimately, if, if you are a seller and that's what you're doing. You can't let Kotze whip you in pickleball. Uh, Come on. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Fullerton Hall of Famer, a 17-year major leaguer. You're the greatness of Harvard, for God's <laughs> sakes. You're supposed to be able to outsmart so, the kid from Fullerton. I'd, I'd beaten him a couple times leading up to today, but he uh, – stuck it to me pretty good body doesn't fire like it used to huh really, not in this heat man no i need i need cooler temperatures good to see you <laughs> and right. uh hopefully we'll talk to you before the draft but we know we we know how you guys get when you guys get towards that draft it's like wherever this room is you guys lock yourselves <laughs> into this this dark room and yeah, how many rounds is it this year we're going 20 it's still 20 yeah 20 rounds that's and that, that's not changing either i think we're we've got a 20 round draft from here to wherever so we do Two rounds in the comps the first night, then three through ten on day two, and eleven through twenty on day three. What so. happened to seventy? Or just keep mm-hmm. drafting until no one wants to draft We're anymore? We're gonna have to find those guys somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> do you like that? Would you rather have 30, 40 rounds, or do you like twenty? I, I forty seem like a lot. Twenty seems like maybe not quite enough. So somewhere in between. But again, we don't we don't control that. So we'll work with what we've got. Great stuff as always. All right, thanks guys. The David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.